the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, Qualcomm going to slash more than 50. 1,300 jobs in San Diego, that's a lot of jobs, and potentially that's a lot of people saying, oh, no, will I find another job or not? And sometimes people move to other states when that happens, and it could be a one of those like backdoor plays that hurts real estate. If you live in an area that's, let's say, rural, and a big company comes and sets up shop, and down the road the big company takes down that shop and closes it, that rural area can get hit quite hard. Now, some areas can withstand it, but some areas can't. San Diego will be able to withstand it. They've got a big enough job market, and, well, it's desirable to live there, so they'll be okay. But cutting 15% of your global workforce, is it's a big bite. So had that been in Stockton, California, that's probably would have been the largest employer in Stockton. It's kind of the idea. GoPro's tanking Barron's Magazine wrote that the company's stock could fall to $25 a share, basically calling it a one-product wonder in competition from China and Apple will hurt it down the road. Listen to this. i got some freebies for you right here, right now. Um, a family four-pack of complimentary passes to Disney on Ice presents Dare to Dream, presented by Stonyfield Yo Kids Organic Yogurt, playing at the Oracle Arena from October 7th through 11th and at the SAP Center in San Jose, October 14th to 18th. So you can get passes for either the Oracle Arena and or the SAP Center. Family pack of four right here, right now. It's a voucher. You basically take the voucher up to the box office. They give you seats on either or of those shows, but it's obviously just one set of vouchers. So call right now, family of four, anyone who wants to take their two little ones, maybe three little ones, maybe it's a dad day's out, maybe it's a mom's day out. Maybe it's a couple friends getting together, you know, first grade, second grade, just started. Maybe it's a couple of uh, classmates going with mom and dad. So anyway, call right now, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Again, it's Disney on Ice, and uh, you know Disney's going to put on a good show. Now, 800-516-1220 to get those vouchers. Call the show right now 
First caller gets it that wants them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton. Hello, Mr. Burton. Hello, Mr. Black. We were talking during what we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about education and incomes and how they collide, uh, especially heading towards retirement. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, if we talk about it in terms of, you know, you have enough to retire. Okay. You know, you know you're on track. Um, what's an easy way to realize that if you have, you know, plenty of cash and you're basically just living off your Social Security and the dividends from your stocks, yeah. and that's even more than enough, even most of your dividends you're reinvesting, yeah. you have more than you need, Good. right? You're, yeah. you're in great shape, you're spending what you want, and you know you're going to be leaving assets to kids. Mm. So then you get to think, start thinking about different things. Um, and it's really important to look at your overall family situation and, and do tax bracket management when it comes to your investing. So one of the things that you look at is, is I gave an example uh, on the show yesterday on the 1 o'clock show about, uh, you know, let's say grandma has a $200,000 IRA. She doesn't need it. She's taking minimum required distributions from it. That's kind of a nuisance. She's got a lot of extra cash on the sidelines, and she's not that high of a tax bracket. So she decides to convert the IRA to a Roth IRA, right? Okay. She has to pay the taxes out of somewhere else, but her idea is she wants to leave it to her granddaughter. And uh, so if she's 70 years old, and even if she gets like a 5% rate of return in 20 years or so when she passes, that's going to be over, well over half a million dollars. Nice. Nice grandmother. In a, in a Roth IRA. And in a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions. So it just compounds tax-free for, for whoever you leave it to. It sounds like a Mitt Romney kind of deal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, what's so great about that is that if you name the beneficiary the right way, when grandma dies, granddaughter can roll it into an inherited IRA, Roth IRA, an inherited Roth IRA. What does so, grandson do that was so wrong? Well, so you know, just only child. Okay, okay, um, okay, fair, fair. I could make up another story, like died in a bad car wreck, motorcycle. Usually a motorcycle versus car. That's not funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you hear in the Bay Area all the time. You know, I had an eight-year-old cousin die in a motorcycle wreck. No, you didn't. No, no I didn't. So. Anyways, moving on. So, so granddaughter and it's it's an inherited Roth IRA, and the the process for that they actually it, it's fairly simple. You have to work with people to make sure they know they know how to do this. But once granddaughter inherits it, she she has to pull out a little bit each year based on her life expectancy. But a thirty yeah. year old that's a very small amount. She can pull out more if she wants to. So if she needs the money to go back to college, to buy her first house, she can pull lump sums out totally tax free. And make it last all throughout her retirement. And even the required minimum distributions are typically less than the growth rate. If, you know, if the market is, does what it's done in the past, um, you can make them last multiple generations. So here's a story for you. Talk about multiple generations. Do you know who I'm related to? My aunt is? Your aunt. Uh, uh, Shirley Temple. Black. Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple Black. So her husband was an orphan. My, uh, my dad was an orphan. My dad's sister was an orphan. So she, her, so, wait her, a the one so they got adopted into the family? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> he got adopted, her husband, Charles, got adopted by the richest guy in California. Basically, PG&E money. Was it Daddy Warbucks? It could have been Daddy Warbucks. Because <laughs> this sounds really familiar. That's who she ended up marrying. It was orphan son of Daddy Warbucks. Oh. Daddy uh, PG&E in this case. My dad never got adopted. Talking about I was this close to be in the son of a wildly famous, wildly wealthy person, and I got my dad. <laughs> Sucks to be me, huh? I don't know where to go with that. Charitable remainder trust. <laughs> I know, I know. Charitable remainder trust. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite type of planning. 
Really? Absolutely. I love. What's your favorite charity? Um, gosh. Well, one of one of my favorites I like um, for a global one is Heifer International. Okay. Um, for local, I love Sh- uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. They do amazing things. They do. The heifer is the Bill Gates one that you can give a cow to a someone and they'll actually get milk out of it. Yeah, not just a cow. You buy them goats, chickens, and things like that. And so it, we used to give out, you know, and back in the oh five years ago plus, you know, at the holiday time we'd give gift gift baskets and to clients and you know Thanksgiving time things like that. And we realized that this just doesn't you know big deal. People get I get four or five of those in. The holidays from various people that I work with. No one ever gives attorneys, me CPAs, things like that. I'm not liked. So we decided to take that money plus times two, and then just give it to Heifer on and on behalf of our clients uh, each and every year. And it does a heck of a lot of good, and I think people appreciate it. A lot Can more. you do it on behalf of Rob Black? Like, yes, just so I could get some charitable name going out there. Like, yeah, I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Okay, okay. So I got. Let's do interest. the rest of the events. Just have people write the check directly to charity for the rest of the year. That'd be great. Let's do it. So the problem is people don't have checks anymore. <laughs> it's true. <So> let's <laughs> let's have true. them app it. I know people would get so concerned about doing stuff online, but uh, more of the fraud for money is on written checks that get washed. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. U.S. existing home sales fall more than expected. The National Association of Realtors, their letters shortened, NAR, said that sales dropped 4.8% to an annual rate of about 5.3 million units. Um, I've got a couple of real estate friends, and they're saying things are a little bit dry out there right now. But again, it's all about location, location, location. Oil prices up 2% after U.S. drilling falls. Oil prices rose after a report said $1.5 trillion of planned production was current prices. VW loses 20% of its value as billions were wiped off market value after rigging claims on the emissions. Bad boys, VW. You're going to have to fix that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. The rent crisis is about to get worse. The number of households that spend at least half their income on rent, also known as the severely cost burdened in housing lingo could increase 25% to 14.8 million over the next decade. More than 1 million households headed by Hispanics and more than 1 million headed by the elderly could pass into those ranks. Households shouldn't spend more than 30% of your income on housing as a general rule of thumb. YouTube is launching a mobile game streaming service. It's going to enable mobile game streaming from its Android app, allowing players to share gameplay clips and live streams. You could already do that with your PC and your console, but now your phone as well. Watching people play video games 
for some people, is as interesting as playing the video games. Let's talk a little real estate, maybe a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. How are you, Tony? I'm well. Let's talk about 15-year, well, let's talk about mortgages, their product. There's a 30-year product where you get a, you know, borrow $500,000 for 30 years. You pay interest on it. Uh, there's a 15-year, there's a 10-year, there's a 5-year, there's a 3-year. And after three years, if you haven't paid off, it balloons. And suddenly you owe everything, so you have to refinance that, which is appropriate. Like, for instance, if I were in media and I'm moving a lot or, you know, you get the idea. Like, right. So one of the one of the products that's available to people are short-term arms, but they're fixed for a certain period of time. So if you, for example, are moving quite often, you can set the term of that fixed period for the time frame that you plan on staying in that that property. Unless you plan on buying a property and keeping it for a long period of time, maybe turning it to a rental and then moving, buying another property, then moving, you'd get a 30-year fixed. But most people that do that kind of transient work, they're yeah. going to get like a five-year arm because the rate's almost three-quarters percent lower than the 30-year fixed. Why give away money when you can simply just get a shorter-term loan? When I got into this business 15-plus years ago, I quickly learned that a mortgage is a product that – it's great because it doesn't readjust for inflation. It's great because it's a way of borrowing a large amount of money for a low cost that has a tax deduction likely to it. There's a lot of reasons to love it as a financial tool. But that's when mortgage rates were at 8 9% for a 30-year. You know, the 15-year, it just didn't make sense. Now, 15 years on a lot of cases makes sense. If you could afford, if you've maxed out your retirement, you don't need to save any extra money for retirement. You, you're saving a lot for retirement. A 15-year versus a 30 does make sense for some yeah. people. As the rates are as low as they are right now, it gives many more people an opportunity to manage that mortgage debt. Uh, a quick example, if you had a 5% mortgage or 5.5% mortgage back uh, in 2008, or for example, and you can turn that into a 15-year today, five years later, uh, your payments might even be the same, and you're going to knock off 10 years off your loan. And that's 10 years of interest that you don't have to pay. So going into a 15-year can make a lot of sense for many, many, many people. Um, the, the spread between the 30-year and the 15-year is something that a lot of people are paying attention to as well. It, it historically is around 0.4%. Now it's up to 0.75, almost 0.8, meaning that there's a large start between those two rates and giving you that payment savings. And it's, but it, what it, there's a really simple formula that a lot of people can follow. You simply take your current loan yeah. payment, multiply by the remaining term, and that equals a dollar amount that you're going to pay to have that loan for that period of time. You take a new loan, like a 15-year, times uh, so it's 180 months, times the new payment, and that equals a certain dollar amount. That's usually lower because you're paying for a shorter period of time. You're paying less interest at a lower interest rate. It, it, the payment might be a little bit higher, so if you can afford it, that can sometimes make a lot of sense. With that out there, it's good to run scenarios, and you kind of lost me a little bit there. I'm a little bit sloppy on my mortgage math. And I need help. I need scenarios run, and I've done a lot of loans with you. And one thing that I'll say is, show me a 30-year, show me a 15-year, show me uh, good credit, bad credit. Like I want to see because I'm a very visual, visual eater. I like to eat data. Uh, yeah, and I got uh, I, and I got that when I first got in the industry in in the mid 2000s. A lot of people just wanted payment, payment, payment. So it's become more. Uh, of a practice in our industry to, to explain these these types of scenarios to people. As a matter of fact, we're required to list out different options for borrowers so that yeah. they can see 
what a 15-year does, what a 30-year does, what are the payment options, if you buy points, if you don't buy points. So these things are now a practice that we do. So I, I can understand that a lot of people still just want to say, what's my 30-year, what's my 15-year? I'll make the decision. There's a lot that, more that goes into it. Every 10 years in my personal property, I like to either take money out or sell the house and buy different properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the 30-year mortgage. I keep my payment low. I build equity slowly. Uh, for my rental properties, I like right now the 15-year mortgage because I'm able to pay them off faster. Depreciation is going to happen. That's fine. Um, but also, I like being cash flow positive. Yeah. And if I can be cash flow positive on a 15-year, done. If I can be cash flow positive by having it paid off, done. Again, with the rates as low as they are, you're able to do that on a consistent basis where you go five years, re-amortize for 30 years, pull some money out. Yep. It's something that a lot of people can do right now. That's why the industry is so – I think is one more of the catalyst of why prices are going up because so many people are doing what they call the step-ups. So when I take money out of my house every 5, 10, 15 years by either refinance or selling the house, I'm using the mortgage to sell the house. I'm just selling off 200000 of it every slowly in chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't grasp that concept. It is a very powerful tool, a mortgage, especially if you learn how to use it for your better and not necessarily for the bank's better. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. So the VW story is pretty damning. They, uh, basically, the EPA said that Volkswagen used a device program to detect when cars are undergoing official emissions testing. And the software device then turns off the emissions controls during normal driving situations, allowing the cars to emit more than the legal limit of pollutants. So they're going to get hit with about $18 billion of fines. Their stock in Europe got hit to the tune of about $17 billion today. With that said, what if European and the cars built in the last seven years are the diesel models of the Audi A3, the VW Jetta, the Beetle, the Golf, and the Passat models? Um, what if, what if, and again, it's the diesel models, right? If European investigators say, you know, hmm, the U.S. found something interesting. We're going to look into this on our level, too. That would not be good for the boys over at VW because it will quickly grow. Um, GoPro tanking. Basically, article in Barron's Magazine this weekend that stock could go down to about $25 a share. That's about a 30% decline from where it currently is. Stock is already down 44% year to date. This isn't anything new. Anytime there's something fancy like a brand new Palm Pilot personal device assistant, a PDA, um, and it's like this hot, new, sexy thing. But it's really a commodity uh, when things can be boiled down and competition can come in. The point-of-view camera is a one-product wonder. It compares them to BlackBerry smartphones that were once all the rage. Apple is a looming threat. In January, they obtained a patent for a camera that can compete with GoPro cameras. Uh, China's a threat, too. So GoPro's cute. We'll see how they respond to this one. No new product this Christmas. It's not looking good for GoPro. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We could talk about you know, the top movie of the weekend, Maze Runner. It's about teenagers and, I guess, an apocalyptic world or something along those lines. I don't know. I don't have quite the right wording for that. But uh, teenage vampires, teenage apocalypse, teenage, you get the idea. Teenagers go to see the movies, and they want to see themselves. They don't really want to see people who are 35. They don't want to see Mel Gibson. Uh, they don't want to see their mom and dad. The only other big release was Black Mass, starring Johnny Depp as a mobster, whitey, bulger. Um $23 million versus $30 million for the Maze Runner. These are product, and this is what you have to take a look at as an investor and get the Intel as a product, semiconductors, Facebook as a product, um, basically advertising. It's your content, which is fascinating that they've been able to pull that off. It's your content that they're selling advertising around, and they're not paying you yet. I do think down the road, there is a possibility that that might happen. Uh, just saying, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And for the record, my Facebook page is, my Facebook page is um, Crown 4 Rob Black, if anyone wants to uh, check it out. Uh, I post some of my videos that I do there. So, and then I'd love to see you uh, log on and join the fun, so to speak. <laughs> I do answer questions, too, but uh, I answer those on television via that. Nike's a company that I like enormously. Um, they've long been running a basically league of their own when it comes to their product. And when competition tries to muscle in, they seem to get squashed. As an investment, it's been amazing. Under Armour forecasted with double revenues over the next three years to $7.5 billion. Skechers is vaulted in the number two spot amongst sports footwear makers in the United States as well. So Under Armour is going to get up to $7.5 billion uh, with $30.6 billion in sales. Nike's position as the world's bestseller of sports attire is starting to get challenged. When the company reports earnings this week, its sales growth faces a tough comparison to last summer's World Cup mania. Analysts forecast revenues of about $8.2 billion and earnings per share of about a buck nineteen, up slightly from $7.9 billion a year ago. So a Citigroup research report notes that Nike's North America region is facing its toughest quarterly comparison since 2012. Uh, the company posted 15% growth in future orders for that region a year ago, an important metric that estimates growth in wholesale orders for the next six months. So Citigroup says that Nike needs to maintain a projected double-digit growth rate of future orders to avoid a hit on its shares. That's tough to do for a long period of time. You know, if I were to ask you, could you get your in, your income up 10% a year or your sales up 10% a year each year for the next five years, you'd be able to do it. When you're small, you could do it. But when you're big, it's a little bit tougher. 
So I do like Nike as a share, as a investment. I do like Under Armour as an investment. It's one of those rare occasions where um, I think it's a win-win situation. In the world of dating sisters, these are both good-looking sisters. They both have jobs. They're, it's like, it's good. It's good. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Coca-Cola got hit with a $3.3 billion um, $3.3 billion in federal taxes as well as interest for 2007 to 2009. So uh, the IRS basically did a five-year audit and said, you owe us $3.3 billion. Interesting when you hear that, what's your first thought? Shares are going to get hit, right? Shares are up on that news. Let's go to a caller, Emilio. Emilio, what's your thought? What's your question? What's your idea? Hi, Rob. Uh, this is pertaining to... General Motors, last week, they were fined a billion dollars, which we know is nothing for them. But do they have an insurance policy that backs them up, or do they have to cough that up and pay it out of their pocket? Or do they just well, in this case, it? Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. In this case, because it's a fine, you don't have insurance for it. If it's a recall on a product, you would have insurance for it. So because they were found to be criminally negligent, um, well, they weren't found. They basically settled so that they didn't get fined, but found criminally negligent. But they do get fined, and it's personally out of their, that's out of their cash flow. Uh, but you bring up a good question that, you know, recalls are part of the business. Um, I don't own shares of GM. I don't want to own shares of GM. Uh, you clearly are above the age of 50, and you like shares of GM. Um, I think its dividend is weak. I think its product is okay. I think its valuation is high. Um, personally, if I had to own a car company, it would be Ford. Um, certainly, they're not going to go out of business, so it's it's okay. But I think there's better investments tied towards um, dividends and tied towards a little bit of growth. For instance, if I own GM and I don't, um, I would probably sell it and buy Apple because Apple gives you a better dividend and it gives you a little more growth valuation. Uh, but again, I understand why people want to own GM. But yeah, that's a uh, good question. Thanks for the call. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, I guess sticking with him as a demographic, you know, again, Social Security is, well, no, no. Before we go to Social Security, let's hit Qualcomm. Qualcomm announced that they're cutting 1,300 full-time jobs in San Diego. And they're going to cut hundreds more in other states. They are a big San Diego employer. And this hurts San Diego real estate, in my opinion. This is the kind of thing that can hurt real estate in a very, not subversive way, but in a very passive way. Qualcomm announced in July that it planned a 15% cut in its global workforce of around 31,300 employees. Um, Around half the workers are in San Diego where the company is based. Um, there's, what, 130 jobs in San Francisco, 150 jobs in Colorado, 65 in Massachusetts that are going to be cut. But a big layoff, like if, I would, I wouldn't say I would panic, but you don't want to see big employers leave in an area, especially if it's a smaller area like San Diego, where you have a bigger area like San Francisco or the peninsula, you'll have some slack picked up. You won't always have that slack picked up. Um, in all markets. So switching the, the gears again, let's go back to Social Security. If you can wait till 70, the payoff's nice. 
when you delay filing for Social Security until after what your full year of retirement age, which is 67 if you were born in 1960 or later, your benefit increase is due to the delayed retirement credits. You can file at 62, but you receive less. Um, the credits are cumulative, um, and it just means a bigger payout. So if you expect to live till 85, 90, you want to delay it till 70 if you can, especially if you haven't saved enough. So you also should, at some point in time, I've done this, go to ssa.gov and figure out how much you're going to be getting in Social Security, projected at this point in time. If you die at 68 years and six months, your surviving spouse becomes eligible for survival benefit equal to 120% of yours. Um, so there's just little things that you really need to work on. Um, your primary insurance amount, PIA, increases 32% when you reach 70. So retirement's not as easy as like, oh, I'm just going to work until I'm done. I know a lot of people do that, but they run out of money. How much should you save for retirement is a big question. And then how much is Social Security going to last? How much is Social Security going to be? How long will it last? Should I expect to see cuts? Uh, for years now, financial advisors recommend people save at least $1 million to enjoy a comfortable retirement. But given longer lifespans, that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Well-off investors said they would need at least $2.5 million to maintain their lifestyles in retirement. And again, that's where you get into a lot of trouble of what is well-off. Where do you live? Where do you plan to re live when in retirement? A recent survey found more than 1 in 10 workers overall think they'll need to save at least $1.5 million to retire comfortably. On the other hand, 69% thought they'd need to have less than a million by retirement. And 1 in 5 think they'll only need to have $250,000. $250,000 is $50,000 for five years, right? Roughly. Um, and that's a problem. So I think you need to have a financial plan. When you hit 55, 57, you need to start really start thinking, like, what's retirement going to cost? Um, what's my asset egg look like? How long should I be working? Uh, it's okay in your 30s and early 40s to be kind of stupid and just save 15 to 20% of your salary and accumulate your wealth. You don't have to think about, like, uh, when I'm 65, I'm going to retire in Arizona. Now, if you want to start buying a place in Arizona to retire or Tahoe or wherever it is, maybe it's a tax-friendly area. Um, keep in mind, a million dollars in California is really only $800,000 because there's a basically 10% income tax for the state and there's a 10% sales tax throughout most of the state. It's just worth throwing it out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. People ask me, what's the magic number to retire? How much money do I need to save? And there's really not an easy, easy answer on this. It's a little bit more complex than that. Some people think it's as little as $300,000, $400,000. Some people think it's as much as $2.5 million. It depends on your budget and your income. Uh, well, it depends on your budget, which is right now being funded by your income, right? You want to try to have 25 years of expenses covered. So if last year you made $100,000 and you spent 80000 and saved twenty, you need times 25 times 80, roughly. And uh, it, it, that's not completely true, but it's it's kind of in the right ballpark. So you do the math on you, 25 times your budget. And you'll quickly see, like, if your budget's 80000 you probably need about $2 million per person. No, not per person. Um, the average man who's 65 right now expects to live, is expected to live to 84. The average 65-year-old woman is expected to live to 87. So if you're under those age brackets, life expectancy has continued to expand. But that'll hit a wall, hopefully, at some point in time. So 25 years, right? Got to have your income stretch a long way. The average income retirement saving, I'm sorry, the average retirement savings right now is about $104,000 for people 55 to 64. That'll be gone in two or three years. So for most people, you know, if you have a $30,000 budget, you can see it just quickly goes away, right? Quickly, quickly. Um, so another looking at it too is you want to save somewhere between eight and ten times to be aggressive, eight to ten times your salary. If you want to be conservative and make sure you have enough money to last until the day you die, you want to do 20 times your income. So there's no right answer. It's all based on your budget and also some hiccups that can happen along the way. Your health. Uh, do you plan to be an active retiree and hike the Grand Canyon? Or do you plan to be a passive retiree and sit around and watch TV all day? did a story earlier today about what's called the severely cost burden. It's lingo for people in real estate who spend more than half their income on rent. And that could increase 25% to about 14.8 million Americans over the next decade. A lot tied towards the senior citizens and a lot tied towards Hispanics. You shouldn't spend more than 30% of your income on housing. So when you spend 50% or more, you're falling behind in savings. You're falling behind somewhere. In New York, San Francisco, and L.A., more than a third of middle-income renters are severely rent-burdened. Apple got hacked, and the way it got hacked was, is interesting. Basically, some hackers told some app developers, hey, our servers are super fast, and you can download the Apple software here for developing software. One of the games, or one of the things that got hacked was Angry Birds 2. Now, I don't know if that's all copies of Angry Birds 2, but that's worthy of note. Other apps that got hacked was uh, mobile chat app WeChat, car hailing app Didi, and music app from the internet portal NetEase. Um, a lot of Asian. Uh, 
vulnerabilities. Apple has not has decided not to tell us what they know at this point in time. And that's a little disappointing. Google should be really scared about what Amazon has done. One analyst believes that Amazon through Amazon Prime has built a service that weakens Google's lucrative search business. He calls the concept reversal of funnel. Google, he said, is sitting at the top of the funnel. Consumers go to Google, do a search, click on the links to sites. Google collects money from those top links, which are ads. For many years, Google was considered to be the very best business model possible because they're top of the funnel. But what happened is over many years, Apple has built up the logistics framework with their one-click feature and their prime program to the point where a consumer has zero anxiety about the quality of the product. There's immense trust about the deliverability, down to a day and a half for most people, less than a day for some items. They trust on price. That doesn't mean that they're the absolute lowest, but people don't feel like Amazon's out to get them. Um, is Google dead? No. Am I predicting Google dying? No. Is this a problem that Google needs to be aware of? Yes. And it's one of the reasons Google's starting to copy Amazon more and more with their delivery. So in the world of technology right now, you know, good gosh, we have. You've got Apple. You've got Amazon. You've got Netflix. Um, Salesforce. Um, am I forgetting any? Facebook. Um, they're just dominating right now. Dominating. So... The reversal of the funnel Google has grown from being at the starting point of the search of last resort. People go around Google and it loses its highly lucrative part of the search, which is e-commerce, when you're looking to buy stuff. Challenge someone that a prime, that's a Prime member to shop and then challenge someone to start on Google, it won't even be close. Amazon experience is far superior to the Google experience. They got Google Express, which is kind of Don Quixote response to the problem. Um, they're going to try to close the loop on a Google transaction, but it's not set up logistically optimally at this point in time like Amazon is. Um, it doesn't make sense for Procter & Gamble to ship a product to a Walgreens distribution center and then have it go from a distribution center to Walgreens where it's cut out of a box and put on a shelf. Then someone from Google Express comes and grabs the product. Whereas Amazon gets the stuff delivered right to their distribution centers and then right to the customer. So Google Express is a little problematic. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll talk soon. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.